Are you a business owner worried about the safety of your sensitive data? Look no further than Midwest Data Depot, your local off-site backup storage solution. Contact us today. Call 574-855-8588. Welcome to Cubby Corner on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. As Pertuz drives one in the air, deep left, back it goes, gone! And his fastball is belted, a no-doubter out towards left center. Boy, the only question is how far did it fly? Now, here are the voices of South Bend Cubs baseball. Your hosts, Max Toma and Brendan King. On WSBT Radio, it is episode number one of a new program this season in 2023 for the South Bend Cubs. The Cubby Corner is back, and it's your South Bend Cubs broadcasters with you here on WSBT Brendan King with Max Toma. Max, the Cubs are out to a 6-3 and three start in their title defense season after winning the Midwest League Championship last year. And on this off day on Monday, because the Cedar Rapids Colonels yesterday were postponed, the Cubs find themselves in first place by a half game. How about that? Uh, fantastic. I mean, it felt like we were in first place, you know, the entire second half, basically, of last year. So it, it feels like we're right back at home, I think, in my mind sight. It's always it's also always nice to start a week fresh in first place. And, you know, we always have that Monday off day. So you feel good going into a brand new series. Yeah, the Cubs are getting set to take on the Great Lakes Loons for six this week. More on that a little bit later. But what South Bend just got done with, another six gamer against the Beloit Sky Carp, one of their rivals, from the West Division. The Cubs end up splitting it, Max, with three games apiece against Beloit, but doing it over the weekend wins on Saturday and Sunday, each blowouts for our benefit. 19 runs in the last two days. Bats came to life. Yeah, and I think there was maybe some whispers with this team. You know, it's super early in the year, but, uh, you know, we've loved what we've seen from the starting pitching. I think the bullpen is going to be certainly a strong point for this team, you know, especially this current roster in the first half. But there's been there's been whispers, whispers of, hey, you know, the offense might need to pick it up a little bit. Hey, we get it. It's early. But, uh, you know, it'd be nice to see some sparks. Well, boy, did we see some sparks the last couple of days. I mean, how great to see the offense just completely surge and overwhelm Beloit's pitching staff. But then the pitching staff do so well, too. So, I mean, two dominant wins after you fall behind in a series, three games to one, you know, Getting a split was going to feel like a, a big win winning those Saturday and Sunday games. And, you know, they did so in commanding fashion, really, you know, from the start on both occasions. Well, they just they didn't just win them. They dominated them. I mean, 9-1 and 10-2, they took it to that Beloit pitching staff, as you said. Let's talk about a couple guys each that we've been impressed with through the first nine games. Is there a guy in the lineup for you? that has stood out most because there's a lot of options here and a lot of guys playing well early. Who's the big bat for you early? Yeah. You know, the great thing is there's a lot of options and I'm still going to pick the most obvious one. I think there's one that's clear and what Hayden McGeary has been able to do in this Mm. first nine games, I think has really stood out, especially when you look at the background and how few games he played in his minor league career coming into this year, right? 15th round pick last year out of D2 Colorado Mesa, Uh, Only got to get in a handful of games last year before the season was completed. But, you know, through nine games this year, he's hitting 378, two homers, seven extra base hits. He's second in the Midwest League in RBIs with 11. He's top three in OPS and slugging, you know, leads the league in hits and doubles already. The dude has played 27 total games in minor league baseball. He's got 22 RBIs. Like you mentioned on the broadcast a few days ago, 15th round pick, and the Cubs have had some success lately with mm-hmm. 15th rounders. 
But um, I think all that combined with what we know, he's kind of a raw metrics kind of data guy that the data people like Lance Brodowski at Marquee loves because the exit velos are crazy. You know, he had that home run and BP when we were watching that left the bat at 114. So for him to have the metrics side of it and now to also be putting it together live in game in nine games, I mean, how crazy are, is it that you're, you're seeing guys on Twitter talk about, hey, this guy might already need to be on a plane to double A Tennessee and he has played 27 games of minor league <laughs> baseball, and he's coming from a D2 school. I mean, what he's done has just been outstanding. That's madness. And then, you know, last year the story in the organization was Matt Mervis. And Merv, it wasn't until this week last year that he really started to click in April. He had that big double off of Noel Vela in Fort Wayne, and he said that kick-started everything Mash Mervis. Hayden McGeary, and be it, we had beautiful weather this week. It was 80 degrees and sunny practically every day in South Bend. But this guy is on a tear. You know, for me, Johendrick Pinango had four walks yesterday. The best patient day of his career. He's got eight walks in nine games, which I realize may not sound like a lot to the average fan. You have to keep in mind, Pinango had 30 walks in just over 110 games last year. He's only 20 and one of the most dangerous hitters, Max, in the system is learning some patience, and that's really spooky. Yeah, I think that is what really stood out to me. You know, on a week and a weekend where the offense just had, you know, all the runs that they accumulated in the last two games, it was the walks that Pinango threw that really stood out to me because he, he was one of the lowest walk rates in the Cubs farm system last year. And, you know, he was 19 for a lot of last year. So you expect, a, you know, a young kid like that uh, to come out there and be aggressive. But, boy, if this approach from him can last – I mean, his on-base percentage right now is 415. You know, mm -hmm. if he can keep walking at anywhere close to this kind of a rate. Uh, we talk about the exit below from Madiri. How about the singles we saw back-to-back -back ABs <laughs> on Friday from Pinango the other way and up the middle that both left the bat at 108 miles per hour. I mean, tightly wound, a lot of pop. If he can have the patient approach and a good eye at the plate, uh, you know, super dangerous outfield. So McGeary, three ribbies yesterday. Also, shout out Casey Opitz, Cubs catcher, hitting 320 in six games to start the year. He terrorizes Beloit Skycart pitching, by the way. He had oh, a, another extra base hit yesterday. So good for Opie. And by the way, saw Opie is a top 10 Cubs minor league rank in WRC+. plus. So hey, that's a bit of a surprise to start the year, but a pleasant surprise, too. Uh, Max, about 90 seconds here. Anybody on the bump for the Cubs that has really stood out to start the year for you? Uh, Cole Franklin, I, I think we were psyched to get him back. We knew we'd probably get him back only for about a month or so. But, boy, his first outing, I mean, I think we could both say we've seen him pitch a lot. That, that was the best stuff I've seen him ever have. Uh, four innings of shutout baseball, mm. seven Ks. He'll pitch probably Tuesday and Sunday this upcoming week. I mean, I think we're pumped to see what Cole has in store. Healthy all of last year. Now it's kind of a bounce back. Hey, let's let's show people what I got and, you know, why I was drafted in the sixth round a handful of years ago. Yeah, I mean – Cole's a fan favorite around here in the first place just because of the way he treats people. But folks also have to remember, this was his first normal offseason of his career without COVID, injuries, whatever. And we've mentioned on the broadcast multiple times, that's what a normal offseason looks like out there when he posted those four innings. Uh, out of the bullpen, guy that has not been getting a lot of love in the org necessarily, Frankie Scalzo Jr. has posted six and a third shutout innings. He got the win on Saturday night. And that's all in piggyback fashion. Um, you know, his stuff, mid-90s, but Max, he's finding a way to keep hitters off balance. And really, the piggybackers for the Cubs, that's also been a good story out of the bullpen, too, just making life easy for Cubs hitters, too, shutting it down late. 
especially him and Joe Nahas, boy, you see them in the fifth inning, you know, they could pretty much almost bridge you to the eighth or ninth guys who can go yeah. toss three or four innings on any occasion. I mean, it's great to have those guys, especially if you run into a pitcher, starting pitcher that doesn't have their best stuff in a day, only gives you three or four. You got a lot of confidence in the long relief guys. So Carlos Guzman, by the way, also threw three innings of shutout ball yesterday. Came over in a trade from the Tigers a couple weeks ago to the Cubs organization. I'm Brendan King. That's Max Toma. This is the Cubby Corner. Coming up next, it's an interview with South Bend Cubs outfielder DJ Artis, also a dynamite start to the year. We'll come back with DJ next here on the Cubby Corner on WSBT. Welcome back to the Cubby Corner on WSBT Radio. I'm Brendan King at Four Winds Field, joined by South Bend Cubs outfielder. It's DJ Artis, 2019 Midwest League champion. DJ, you find yourself back in South Bend to start this year, but I think the most exciting thing for you is that you're getting an opportunity practically to play every day. And you've started well hitting 333 in your first few games. Just talk about last year and give the people listening an idea of just what you went through last year with the injury and how much it took to come back to this point. Well, I went through a lot, honestly. Uh, I had a really good spring training, thought I earned a job to play every day in double A. And then three days before we left, I was taken off to steal second base, uh, like one of my last couple games in spring training. And I stole second base and tore every ligament in my wrist. And I missed like, three months uh had to battle back rehab that was probably the toughest injury i've ever had swinging wise like, i couldn't even hit inside pitching at all like, it hurt my wrist just coming back and um uh was coming back like halfway through the season and doing some live at bats and did a check swing went no not far at all grade two oblique strain and missed two more months and came back like the last week of the season and played like two games in double A. And so, yeah, now I'm here. It's been a grind. A lot of injuries in my career. Just, just got to keep pushing. How'd you get through that mentally first instead of just physically? Um, just, I'd say a lot of talking to my family, you know, I, my brother, my dad, my mom, just being really close with them, you know, and just, just injuries happen, you know, can't really beat yourself up too much and just just try and look forward and stay positive. South Bend Cubs outfielder DJ Artis is our guest. Well, DJ, again, you've come back from the injury even stronger, and you're playing very well here in South Bend to start the year. I'm sure getting the news coming back here wasn't necessarily ideal, but getting to play every day, how important is that at least coming back from the injury oh, ahead? It's amazing, you know, just uh, – you know, having a full, it's still, I haven't had a healthy spring training in I, I don't know how long. So well, Plus COVID too, right? Yeah, plus COVID, and it's been a minute. So the fact that I could have all those ABs in spring training and then come here and have all the ABs I've had now and playing every day, it's like, it felt like every time I've ever played, every single day I've done good. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to keep it going. You've had a couple stints here in South Bend as a low-A player. Again, you were part of that 2019 championship team. You are here for a quick minute in 2021. So, you know, what is... South Bend mean to you and your career because I think you spent the majority of your career here yeah, in the minors. Absolutely, I, I like South Bend a lot. The city's definitely different than where I'm from, but uh, the windy city, all the the wind, the rain. <laughs> we got spoiled the last week yeah. with the sun, but I know the last time I was here, uh, right, 2019, the first time I came here, it was like 40 degrees and got spoiled the last week with 70. So I'm happy I got the numbers up while the sun was out. So now that the sun is gone, you know, hopefully we can keep it pushing. You were playing for Buddy Bailey at that point uh, for that 2019 championship team. How has your game evolved 
since then? Because you've always been a guy that can slap it the other way, and um, you, you love to run the base pass. I mean, I, I've watched you play since the Cape League in 2016, right? So, you know, since you were last year in South Bend, how has your game evolved as you become a veteran player? Oh, I've done I've done a lot of changes in my mechanics, uh, especially hitting. I don't swing nowhere near the same. I used to have a big bat wiggle and a big leg kick. I used, in college, I used to squat really low, and now I have very small movements. Um, I worked on my arm a lot. My arm was really bad in college, and now I'd kind of throw like a catcher. I kind of simpled it down, and it put me out in right field now sometimes, so obviously my, I think my arm's a lot better now. I'm glad I improved it, so just trying to keep it pushing, get better every single day. To you, what's the difference between playing corner outfield and playing center field? Uh, it's a big difference. I think in center field, like, you have a better idea what's going on. You can control. The, you're the captain. And you're really fast. You can get away with a lot more. In the corners, you have to get a good jump immediately. The ball is tailing. It's pretty much you got to be more direct with your route. And center field, you can kind of get away with a lot more if you're fast. I know you're a guy that takes pride in your preparation, but you know now that you are more of a veteran player and you're seeing a lot of these young kids coming up Alcantara is a good example uh, what do you say to them if they ever ask you for advice of how to become a professional outfielder as you have in the last number of years um I just try to help them the best way I can like the other day Alcantara we were just talking in the dugout about because the guy we faced the other day had a really good change up and he would throw it righty on righty mm-hmm. and I told him I was like you might see it later in the count like he's gonna come at you like they're gonna, they're gonna try and pitch around you they're scared of you like you're on the 40 man you're Kevin Alcantara <laughs> like be prepared later in the AB to see off speed like especially change it lefty on righty on righty like dudes are not afraid to throw that if that's their best pitch and first AB he got it and I was like oh man but I just try to help him out as much as I can especially in the outfield like little stuff like ground ball drills and stuff or wall ball drills anything to try and help him he's young he's 20 years old so this team to start the year 15 Midwest League champions from last year 16 including yourself from 19 then a lot of young guys mixed in between so what are the vibes like in the clubhouse that I get you know some veteran guys are meeting some younger guys uh here in South Bend uh, the vibes are pretty good. We have a very good team. Um, I enjoy being around everybody in there. Uh, one guy I've gotten really close with I like is Wetzel. I didn't yeah. really know him too well before this year. He's really cool. Mm-hmm. But I, I get along with a lot of guys on the team. I feel like, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's very different. We don't have as many uh, Dominican players, I think, this year. Dominican and uh, Puerto Rican players as usual. It's a lot more Americans this year, so it's a little different. Last thing. As mentioned earlier in this interview, you're a guy that loves to launch it the other way. You use all fields. When did you really get that part of the game in yours? When did you first really adapt that, that you could hit to all fields? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say I noticed it like sophomore year at college. Yeah. I hit a couple home runs backside, and I that was the first time I had ever did it. And I hit a couple center field, and I pulled obviously pulled a couple. And I was just like, wow, like I never knew I had power like that. And then, you know, getting to pro ball, you know, being around better hitting coaches, help you with mechanics, clean things up, make things more simple. And it's just crazy how, you know, baseball is truly just mechanics and just keeping a good mental, staying mentally strong and just having the confidence in yourself that you can win every single A-B no matter what. Even though, obviously, you're not going to win every single A-B, but just going into the A-B, like, I'm going to win this A-B because you just can't give any away. Every A-B is very important. You have to take for granted every time you're in the lineup, especially as much as I've been hurt in my career. Mm -hmm.
Well, we're glad you're healthy. We're glad you're in South Bend, DJ. It's always great to have you. DJ artist, South Bend Cubs outfielder, our guest on the Cubby Corner. By the way, already five stolen bases are already on the year. The Cubs lead the Midwest League in steals with 20 to start, and DJ is a big part of that. DJ, appreciate the time. Thank you so much for having me. This is the Cubby Corner. Welcome back to the Cubby Corner on WSBT Radio. Brendan King with Max Toma, your South Bend Cubs broadcasters. Cubs off to a great start, 6-3 and three to open the Midwest League season. Max, we talked about everything from that Beloit Skycarp series this past week. Now coming up beginning tomorrow, 6.05 first pitch here. The South Bend Cubs take on the Great Lakes Loons up at Dow Diamond, be it the first time the Cubs are in Midland since clinching the East Division pennant back in 2019 up in Midland. So face it off against the Dodgers affiliate. Cubs just got done with the Dodgers at the big league level at Dodger Stadium. So what's on your mind as the Cubs go into their second road series? They're 3-0 and on the road to open the year, by the way. Yeah, 3-0 and on the road. You know, Technically, if you go back to the first playoff series versus Cedar Rapids, they've actually won six in a row. Uh, on the road and you know the first three of those were naturally elimination games right trying to get to the championship series and then down one nothing winning game two and three on the road in lake county so road warriors these south bend cubs and keep in mind they were the best home team in the midwest league last year so i'll tell you the first thing on my mind is i'm jealous that you're making this trip up to midland because this is the last ballpark in the midwest league that i have not been to uh and i have heard fantastic things uh about from yourself included Especially when it comes to the food, I know we're all about the you know the press box food, and it, it, it sounds like they they treat you nicely uh, up in Midland, Michigan. But yeah, I'm just trying to see if this team can continue their uh, you know their strengths on the road. I, I mentioned Cole Franklin. How great to go into a series and you get to see him Tuesday and Sunday. You feel like you're already in a pretty good spot. Starting rotation's been great. Um, Kevin Alcantara looked like he kind of picked it up over the weekend. Hit some balls real hard. Picked up some base hits. You talked about Casey Opitz with the runs created plus. That dude's played six games, and that number was that high. Uh, yeah. I, I want to see if some some of these guys that have got off to hot starts can maintain it. Uh, you know, for a full six gamer on the road. Yeah, Alcantara had his best game as a South Bend Cub to date on Saturday. Went three of four with two doubles, a homer, and four runs scored. Cubs ran the bases really well in that Beloit series. But yeah, Dow Diamond's cool. It is no West Michigan where you get a hug after you get your dinner, but it's, uh, you know, West Michigan is in the godlike uh, type deal when it comes to ballpark food. But no, they do treat you well at Dow Diamond in Midland, Michigan, for sure. So six games here as the Cubs travel to Midland to take on the Loons, then back for one of the longest home stands of the year, 12 in a row at home, six against our friends, the Peoria Chiefs. And then six against the Cedar Rapids Colonels. Of course, the team beat the Cubs beat in the first round last year in the playoffs. And a lot of cool stuff coming up, including, Max, something that fans will definitely want to come out for. Two Sundays from now, April the 30th against Peoria, the championship ring giveaway, which I think also happened in 21. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... Uh, this, of course, 21, that 19 championship ring you had to wait over a year for. This yeah. is highly expected, uh, the championship ring giveaway in South Bend two Sundays from now. Yeah, should be great. Yeah, last time it, it was a pretty long wait from the final out to the championship ring giveaway without the 2020 season. But, I mean, this is one fans are going to be lined up at the gates early. I'll tell you, we both got to see this ring in person uh, last week at home and Boy, they did a terrific job for a giveaway yeah. ring. Boy, this thing looks phenomenal. Um, so I think fans are going to be super excited. But a Sunday fun day at the ballpark where you get there early, uh, you get a ring, you play catch on the field, you get autographs from your favorite top five cows. I mean, boy, what a Sunday fun day that's going to be. And, and not to mention, it's against Peoria, who <laughs> is not off to a great start. 
<laughs> who we played 12 times at home last year and went 11 and one. Remember, we swept them the first time in six games. You rarely hear the word sweep anymore in minor league baseball. They came back one on a Tuesday. We're feeling themselves. And then we beat them five in a row to end the week. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be great to have our pal Cody Schindler back in the booth next to us. But uh, it should be an eventful series. It should be an eventful. I mean, it's great to have the 12 games at home. Uh, I mean, especially if the weather is anything close to what we had last week. It should be a great couple of weeks. I mean, we were getting 80s, and we would have been cool with 70 with last week. So, yeah, we, we're getting to see all our friends. I would have been with. cool high 50s if it was yeah, dry. I, I mean, <laughs> Well, definitely, as we are doing this, it is snowing in South Bend. So we definitely got the best luck possible. So, yeah, the Cubs return home on Tuesday, the 25th. Of course, that's your triple play Tuesday and tail wagon Tuesday. Wednesday, the 26th is the championship trucker hat giveaway. Thirsty Thursday. Look, if that Thirsty Thursday on April 27th is anything like the Thirsty Thursday that was in the Beloit series, that's going to be a raucous crowd. That was a lot of fun. Fireworks, fantastic Friday fireworks on Friday the 28th. Spin to win Saturday and the first Cabritos Maldichos Copa Day on the 29th and then that championship ring giveaway on the 30th. Max, also speaking of a lot of cool promotions around Four Winds Field, you're going to get the first taste of it coming up in the next couple of weeks. Four bobblehead giveaways at Four Winds Field this year and we're excited to debate to debut those soon. First time the organization has ever giving away four bobbleheads in a year. Yeah, boy, I mean, we love giving away the bobbleheads. I think we get super excited, first off, when we find out who they're going to be. And then we get, you know, lucky enough to see the mocks and kind of see the process and what they look like as they develop. And let me tell you, these are going to be some phenomenal bobbleheads this year. And four of them? Mm. I know the fans love these. It's so great to give these out. Um, it, it's just terrific, and uh, we we can't tell you who they are, but uh, let me tell you, stay tuned, keep your eyes peeled, because uh, you're going to be pretty thrilled when you do find this out. Yeah, we are chomping at the bit. I mean, last year's giveaways were awesome. Of course, one of my personal favorites, that Brennan Davis bobblehead giveaway with the with gold, the gold Oh, man, that was so well done. And, of course, now Brennan is at AAA Iowa. Max, about 30 seconds, just your last thoughts on the Cubs and their 6-3 and three season. What's impressed you most? Uh, great start. Uh, the, the starting pitching, I think, has simply been phenomenal. And the offense kind of came around over the weekend. So I think the vibes right now in the dugout in the clubhouse are about as high as can be coming off the championship. Great start to the next year. This has been a fun initial episode. Something new this year. The Cubby Corner here on WSBT Radio. That's Max Toma. I'm Brendan King. We're having a blast hanging around with you guys in the booth again this season. Cubs are trying to defend that championship. Let's see how it goes. We'll talk to you next week right here on the Cubby Corner, WSBT Radio. This has been Cubby Corner on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. South Bend Cubs baseball continues tomorrow. Find the podcast as well as the Cubs schedule at WSBTradio.com. For tickets to all home games, go to SouthBendCubs.com. Cubby Corner is a production of the South Bend Cubs and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Are you a business owner worried about the safety of your sensitive data? Look no further than Midwest Data Depot, your local off-site backup storage solution. Contact us today. Visit MidwestDataDepot.com.